harvest. Fresh anointing fall in this place. Let your glory rise in Jesus' name. We came to see you. We came to seek you. And we'll worship you forever and ever. That is our vow and our commitment to praise you forevermore. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Somebody say glory to God. Great Jehovah. And you can help sing along once you catch it. Amen. You are good and you're in control. Seated high, sitting on the throne. Great I am, awesome ruler, lion of Judah. You are God. Somebody clap your hands right here. Come on, let's get in. You are God and you're in control. Seated high, sitting on the throne. Great I am, awesome ruler, lion of Judah. You are God. Things will change when we call on that name. Great Jehovah, things will change when we call on that name. Great Jehovah. Jehovah, things will change when we call on that name. Oh, everybody clap your hands. Who can stand against us when we call on that great name? Oh, yeah. Oh, things will change. Things will change when we call on that name, great Jehovah. Things will change when we call on that name, great Jehovah. Woman, things will change, things will change when we call on that name.
who can stand and think will change when we call on that name. First Baptist Church of Highland Park, whether you join us in the sanctuary or on one of our virtual platforms, you are welcome in this place. We won't stop praising. His name is Jehovah, and he is great. He is our Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He is our Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Did you come to praise him tonight? Come on, put your hands together. We are standing all over the building. It's time to worship. We want to praise our God. It's prayer time. No doubt you have something on your heart, your mind, you need the Lord to do for you. Well, he is in this place, and he still hears and answer prayers. Come on, get that prayer request on your heart. Maybe your neighbor said, pray for me when you go to church tonight. Family member has asked for prayer you heard about a situation on the news. We still have incredible gun violence in our young people. But God is able. He still hears and answers prayer. 
And however your prayer posture is, if you want to come and kneel or stand at the altar, you may do that. You may walk the aisles. Our pastor has taught us that we should put our prayer into the atmosphere. So at this time, if you would, on the count of three, just repeat that name or shout that name out or that prayer request. I'm sure somebody will touch and agree with you and pray with you. Is that all right? I'm going to count to three. You can pay for, pray for families, financial situations, your homes, your health, anything. Come on. One, two, three. Make your request known. Shout it out. I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for my church family. I'm lifting my pastor today and his family. I'm praying for each and every one of you. Come on, let's touch and agree. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we bless your name tonight, God, and thank you. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you, even on a Saturday evening, Lord God. At other points in our life, we may have been getting ready to do something else. But here we are, God, in the house of worship, only because you have forgiven us, you have saved us, and you have changed us. And for that, God, we are grateful. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I have deposited some requests in our prayer vessel. The names that were called out yesterday morning in prayer. We know that you hear us, God. So we just ask, look upon all the requests in the prayer vessel, God. Your people are assembled in the building. Some are kneeling at the altar, some standing. God, they have a request on their hearts. Would you please just answer them tonight, Lord God? Help them with whatever the need may be. God, as we enter into worship, come and dwell with us, Lord. Let us feel your holy presence and teach us, God, how to worship you. Lord, we're just so thankful for all you do for us. How you keep us, God, from week to week and let us come back to the house of worship. God, for a place to worship you freely, we thank you, God. And Lord, so tonight, we lift your name on high. We bless you, God, because you're worthy. We thank you, Lord, for those who even got baptized and came up in the newness of life, Lord God. Keep your hands on them, Lord. Bless them and their families, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. And Master, when it's time for the word, we ask you, bless our pastor and anoint him afresh, God, that we may hear from heaven, God, that our lives might be edified, God. But you, you always will be glorified, Lord God. We thank you in all things, Master. And if there's someone among us in the sanctuary, God, in the virtual space, and they don't know you, God, as they say in the pardoning of their sins, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you deliver tonight, that you set free, that you bring forth salvation. We believe in your son, Jesus, God, and we thank you for him even tonight. Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you, thank you. We love you, God, and I'll... Hearts are full, God. You've been so good. God, we thank you. We thank you for the leadership of this church, God. Every ministry who serves God. Every member who stands and just declares the name of Jesus in this place. Lord, continue to bless and keep us, Lord. We're your children. We're your people, God. Lord, we know that you continue to bless you continue to look upon us, even in this Lenten season, God, as we 
prepare and work our way to the resurrection, God. Lord, we can't wait to celebrate. We just, just can't wait. Lord, you've just been so good. I'm just grateful in my heart today. So, Master, in the name, Lord Jesus, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Come on, put our hands together as we say amen. Amen and amen as we go to our seats in praise. God has blessed and he has heard us. And for that, we thank him. It won't always be yes, like yes. this. Somebody lift your hand and say, The Lord is perfecting that concerning me. Oh, sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. Turning around to me. Let's sing it together. Oh, it will always be like this. Oh, the Lord is perfecting that concerning you. your hands together. He'll turn it around. My Bible says suddenly. Oh God, we love you. You want him to turn it around for you? Come on. Let's rejoice and continue in the worship of giving. It's offering time. Pastor said something really powerful on Friday morning in our time of prayer. He said your input determines your output. He said, God will press it down. It'll shake together, running over, running over blessings. First Baptist Church of Highland Park is a tithing church. We believe that the first tenth belongs to God. And we are witnesses today that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you won't have room enough to receive. God is good today. If you need an envelope, if you would like to give while using an envelope, please raise your hand at this time. The ushers will serve you. Young man over there needs an envelope. We ask that you wear your mask while you are in the sanctuary, please. Thank you. Fully covering nose and mouth at all times. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. If you look on the screen, there are multiple ways to give electronically. Those of you in the virtual space, we don't want to leave you out. You may participate in the worship of giving as well electronically. Ways to give are on the screen.
You ready to give? Let's get excited about giving. Are you excited? Come on. This, listen, that's part of worship too. God loves a cheerful giver. His word said it's better to give than to receive. And through our giving, we give scholarships to children. We help those in need. We are a beacon in this community. So come on, if you would just raise your giving apparatus, raise your envelope, lift it up. If you've already given this week, put your hand over your heart in the solidarity in the worship of giving. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that you designed giving for our benefit. Everything in the heaven and earth belongs to you. Lord, we only have anything because you're gracious and merciful to us and you give to us. And so we give to you, God, through the church so that your work can go forward for the kingdom. So we bless you, God. We thank you for something to give. We ask a blessing upon everyone who shares in the worship of giving. For those who don't have anything this time, God, we ask that you bless them so that they may give in the future. Lord, in the name of Jesus, may this offering be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom. Lord, it's done according to your word. The 10% tenth comes to you. In Jesus' name we pray. We all say amen and amen. And at this time, please come on. If you bring in an envelope, please get up. Come on down. No form or fashion, just make your way. Amen. Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised.
Park family and friends, welcome to another wonderful service here at the park. My name is McCall McKnight. I'm Assess McKnight. And we're the Connection Team with this week's Highlights from the Hill. Do you like being on camera? Or have you thought about doing voiceovers or want to learn how? Well, consider joining the Connections Team. We are seeking new members to join this wonderful team of artists. If you are comfortable with being on camera or just want to lend your voice, the Connections team welcomes you. For more detail and to join, send an email to Tanja Palmer at tpalmer at fbhp.org. The Highland Park Alzheimer's Support Ministry invites all Alzheimer's caregivers to participate in caregiver support groups via Zoom. Sessions are bi-weekly, Mondays and Fridays, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. There are two groups. Group 1 will be meeting Monday, March 27th, and Group 2 will be meeting Friday, March 24th. For more information, contact Rev. Cheryl McNeil at alzsupport at fbhp.org. The 69th annual session of the Mount Bethel Baptist Educational Congress starts Monday, March 13th and runs through Friday, March 17th at 6.30 p.m. nightly with courses focused on Christian growth as well as church leadership. Seven courses to choose from, two in-person and five virtual. Individual and church registration is open right now. To register and for more information, go to www.mtbbadmb.org. The Guiding Ministry invites you to join them virtually on Tuesday, March 21st at 7 p.m. via Zoom. They will be discussing the topic, Self-Care, Honoring the Whole You, presented by Dr. Gail Riddick. An evening of great inspiration and encouragement as we celebrate the lives of all women and the value you possess. Proverbs 31 and 10 tells us that a woman's price is far beyond rubies. As well, the Women from the Young Adult Ministry invites you to join us on Saturday, March 25th at 8 o'clock a.m. for the Morning Glory Prayer Call as we continue the celebration, celebrating women who tell our stories. Oh, the power of a woman. A virtuous woman indeed. Don't miss it. A Christian Life and Witness course hosted by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is holding a training session to help equip you to confidently share God's love with others and deepen your own faith in Christ. There is no cost to attend, but you must register. It's Saturday, March 18th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Kettering Baptist Church, 6909 Crane Highway in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20772. There will be a church bus leaving from Highland Park for those who do not want to drive. To register, call the church office at 301-773-6655. For further information, contact the Evangelism Ministry team. That's it for this week's Highlights from the Hill. If you missed anything, don't worry. All that information and more can be found on our website at www.fbhp.org as well as our social media platforms, which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. These announcements are brought to you by The Connections Team. And just in case you forgot, it's, it's not, not your, your average church bulletin. bulletin. Have a, a next, next level, level faith, faith week. week. Bye, everybody. Have a blessed week, everyone. Oh,
Holy Ghost abides. Welcome to, welcome to the park. First Baptist. Welcome to the park. Highland Park. Let's go the Lord. Thank our Connections team and and again are also grateful for each of you and your gifts of faith tonight. Uh, we are praying for our team that's in Tanzania ministering and we're praying for their safety. Uh, they are having a wonderful time and certainly it's great to know that and again we stand in prayer with them. We also stand in prayer with Sister trustee Belinda Jackson who earlier today her son went on to be with the Lord so just keep in prayer the Jackson family I'm sure that you will be able to reach her and let them know let the family know your prayers are indeed with them we had a chance to connect with her this afternoon as well let me salute those individuals who tonight went down into the baptism water. Just stand up. We want to salute those who just got baptized. Amen. Come on. We are celebrating those getting baptized tonight. And again, we are certainly grateful for that and you. An exciting time when persons start a new walk with Christ. And again, we thank God for those who helped us uh, to execute it. We were going to baptize right here, but we had some issues. Uh, we found that out at the 11th hour, and we had to make adjustments, but the blessing is we have Chairman Williams' alternatives, and we're delightful for that. But you know, the wonderful thing is, is that every time you do something like that, it opens the idea portals, and I'm saying to myself, why don't we rush and baptize the way we have? Why don't we baptize earlier anyway? And so, Deacon Cheryl Brooks and others, you can rest assured that baptism time is going to be moved up. Amen. Why do all that rushing? Because y'all don't know the, the quick changing we got to do to move from there to here. And uh, why do all of that? Amen. And so, we're going to make some adjustments. We'll talk about that. But again, I'm just grateful that those who helped us to execute it tonight. And again, we're certainly grateful. Tomorrow morning, of course, we'll be blessed by having the Hampton University choir with us in our seventh, in our 1045 worship. Do ask that you keep that in mind in terms of in terms of tomorrow. And I'm just glad tonight that you attended our special, our special. 7:30 worship, Amen. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm all. My clock has already been turned, Amen. So it's not 6:51. It's 7:51, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm delighted that you came to join us for our 7:30 worship on a Saturday night. And we're certainly grateful for that. And we're grateful for each and every one of you. If I got to lose an hour, we all losing an hour. Amen. So we thank God for that. Also, we are, we are so grateful that we'll be back with our grocery and food distribution next Saturday. And those who help us to execute that, we ask that you would uh, plan your week accordingly. And those who want to spread that word, because you know someone who wants to be here 
on next Saturday morning. And again, we're certainly delighted that they can come and that they can share. If it is indeed that you are celebrating an anniversary this weekend or this week and you are in worship, you can stand up so that we can acknowledge. Here he goes. There they go. Dr. Albert and Super Usher Dorothy Fontenot are standing up. And they are standing up. When is, when is the anniversary, number one? Today. And all right. What time did you get married today? What, 11 o'clock? 11 o'clock in the morning. Were you on time? Oh. <laughs> and then how many years is it? 17 years. Come on, let's celebrate. Dr. Albert, Sister Dorothy Fontenot. And again, we thank God for that. They got married at 11 o'clock in the morning. Amen. And so we thank God for that. And of course, if today is your birthday, tomorrow is your birthday, uh, you get to stand up. You get to stand up. You, is, your, is, your, is your mama going to be in worship this weekend? Okay, so you don't need to stand up. All right. Amen. So I, I, see, I see her name jumping out on my paper. But if your birthday is this week and you are in worship tonight, stand up so that we can acknowledge. Look at here. Amen. Look at all these folks celebrating birthdays this week. What day? 14th? Your birthday. 17th. 17th. 16th. Come on. What's yours? 16th. My God, look, 16th is a busy day. Happy birthday to all of y'all. Amen. And as excited as we are about the first birth, even more excited we should be about the second birth because the Bible says, what? You got to be born again. And so we thank God for that, that once I'm born again, ooh, it's so nice. It's so nice to be saved. It's so nice to be in, in the army of the Lord. We're going to ask now our, our sister Tia and our band is going to bless us, and then we're going to prepare to share the holy word of God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Who can testify that the presence of God in God's face at the feet of God is a, the safest place for you to be and that everything that you need is there. When you find yourself frustrated, you can find peace there. And when you find yourself overwhelmed, you find rest in God's presence. And when you find yourself a little confused, you can find clarity in God's presence. Can we just worship God? for the fact that everything that we need is in God's presence. And sometimes when you just don't know what to do, you just do what? You go to God's presence. You go wherever he is, wherever you find him. The song says, for your glory, I'll do anything. can worship right here. Lord, 
to be where you are. Peace is where you are. Joy is where you are. Healing is where you are. Safety is where you are. Deliverance is where you are. Provision is where you are. I want to be where you are. Just tell him that you need to be where he is. Say, Lord, come see about me. Come see about me, Jesus. Come see about me, Jesus. Oh, it's me, it's me, oh, Lord. Standing in your presence, come my healer. Oh, come my healer. Oh, I give you permission to come by and see about me. Help me know 
don't know how you're going to pay the bills, help me know that you're a way maker. Oh, help me know, help me know that you've got it all in control and you have all power to do anything without. Help me know, help me know. Sometimes we got to be reminded that the Lord is here. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this yet another opportunity to lift up your name. And what a name that is. Dear God, have your way in this place. Guide everything that is done. Think with my mind, speak with my voice, and use me to your glory. Save tonight, deliver tonight. Heal tonight. Set free tonight. What a great night it is that we can baptize, gather around the communion table, hear your word, and being able to know that you've told us that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood because the blood still works. We love you, Jesus, because you first loved us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, let's clap those hands together in the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Tia, for blessing us. We stand, if we can, and looking at a passage that I'm lifting from Second Peter. Uh, this is where we're going to turn our spotlight in this worship experience, and we're certainly grateful for the greatness of a great God. Second Peter chapter 3, beginning in verse 14, reading down through verse number 18, and let me congratulate, because if the game had gone the other way, I wouldn't have said something differently, but let me congratulate the Howard University Bison. Amen. Howard is going to the NCAA. They beat my beloved Norfolk State, and we threw the game away. Amen. So that's, if you sort of render the game, you know what I'm talking about. We literally threw it away. 
but again. Congratulations, Howard. I mean, we're in the DMV, and I'm, I'm not going to hate on y'all. I mean, I'm going to salute you. I'm excited that Howard is in the NCAAs for the first time since 1992. Amen. So we're so glad that they will be there, and of course, they'll get the bonus money of being in the NCAA tournament, and uh, they'll be able to play either Alabama or Houston. <laughs> if you know what if you know what that means, Amen. I mean, Alabama's one, Houston is two, and so, <laughs> Amen. So they'll play one or the other. It'll be a nice black game, Amen. That's for sure, Amen. All right, all right. Let me let me go to the word. I again, you know, I you should should have figured I was going. I would have said the same thing about Norfolk State if we had won. Because we would have had to play Alabama or Houston. And so uh, we thank God for that. All right. And let's jump into it. Second Peter chapter 3 is where we turn our spotlight. And, of course, uh, we're certainly grateful to God and, and his living word and how he can speak to us. Verse 14. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him. Speaking of these things in all of his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand. And those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture. And this will result in their destruction. You already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. I want to come back in this worship experience to that 14th verse which says, New Living Translation, 2 Peter 3, 14. And so, dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight living your best life. That's what we want to talk about in these moments we share tonight. Living your best life. Of course, the words in, in the Bible are clear. Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and that you might have life abundantly. That's the best life the abundant life, a life 
that is anchored in the word of God, a life that understands that no matter what challenges come my way, I can lean and depend on the power of God, your best life. Why would you want to live beneath your blessing possibilities? When God tells us that the things that we need to do in order for us to obtain eternal life. And not only am I obtaining eternal life, but now I have the assurance because he's told me that he has left me with a comforter. Not just that, but also he has surrounded me with a great cloud of witnesses. My best life. When I realize I have a cheering section, when I understand that no matter what happens, whatever comes my way, I can lean and depend on the power of God, my best life. One of the lessons we talked, Dr. Austin, during the pandemic is the, is the best life is the blessed life. And the blessed life is the best life. Second Peter is an interesting passage because Second Peter, again, this second epistle that Peter is able to write, and we understand that Peter was one who had gone through different twists and turns in terms of his faith. Matter of fact, it was Peter who at one time had disappointed Paul because he saw some of what of the frailties, the shortcomings. And not only does Peter have shortcomings, so do we. That's why this scripture talks about the patience of God. Thank God that he is a patient God. Thank God that he is able to wait on us. And we'll, we'll talk about that tonight in these, in these words that we look at out of 2 Peter chapter 3, living your best life. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I've come into right relationship with the Lord. I'm glad that at one time we might have been lost, but now we're found. We have been spiritually blind, but now we see the best life. And so it is in this particular passage that the first thing I need to tell you, number one, lining one's life up with the Lord is a critical step. We must line ourselves up with the word of God. As I line myself up with the word of God, I'm lining myself up for a blessed life. A blessed life is not a perfect life. I need to say that to somebody tonight. But you, I don't want you to think, I don't want you to walk away from here and think because I'm saved, that this, is there some, some chink in my armor because I go through a challenge? No. Matter of fact, it was in the book of Job where his friends thought, Job, because of what you're going through, it must be something that you have done. But you also read in the same book of Job that Satan was going to and fro trying to seek who he's going to devour. And then God speaks and says, have you considered my servant Job? In other words, he was, he was designated for assignment. So even though you're dealing with a challenge, you understand that there is no challenge too hard. There is no mountain too high. There is no valley too low. My, my goal is to line up 
with the very word of God. That's what it says, verse 14. It said, dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, the things that are going to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives. My life is not a life of confusion because we know God is a God of order. He is not a God of confusion. Peaceful lives. Lives that are pure, blameless in his sight. It, I do not live my life to impress people, but I live my life to please God. Let you be found living peaceful lives. What do you do when the lights are out, when the cameras are off? That's one of the issues of this now era of TMZ and everybody having the ability to record things which happen and whatever it goes on, whether it's in the classroom, whether it is in terms of police brutality, we are able to capture these moments. Whether it's a George Floyd with a knee on his neck. Whether, whether it is an Eric Garner who is selling cigarettes in New York. Whatever the situation is, we, got to, we want to be found living peaceful lives. Lives that are pure, blameless in his sight, pure because purity. Matter of fact, we gather around the communion table, and one of the things when you think about communion, you think about purity. You think about the being washed, clean. That's what baptism feels like. You come up, you feel clean and renewed. But not only is that something happening on the outside, there's something happening on the inside. There is something that is going on. The Holy Spirit is developing and shaping me. And I'm thanking God for a living word which speaks to every situation that I could potentially face. So number one, lining one's life up with the Lord is a critical step. The second thing is God's timetable is not like ours. Some of us want to hurry, God. We don't want to wait. We don't want, we don't want that. There is a sense of urgency. We talk about our biological clocks, and I'm getting older and, and all of that, but we don't control time. God does. Ask Abraham and Sarah. God controls the time. He can tell you, even when you're beyond age 70, that you're going, to be a, you're going to be a great nation. Don't doubt God. Because you realize that his words are true. And so his timetable is not like ours. The words of Scripture support that statement because it says, and remember, verse 15, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Some of us have given you, thank God for more time. Thank God for an extension of time. Messed up, but I thank God that God is a God of another chance. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you. He said the same thing I'm saying right now with the wisdom of God gave him. The patience of God. The patience of God. I could flip that and say, how patient are you with others? when you look at how patient God has been with you. I could ask that question tonight, but we understand that speaking of these things in all of his letters, verse 16, some of his comments are hard to understand. 
I don't understand everything God is saying. And then I realize that there are those who are going to try to twist the words of God. You'll find them in other, other faith traditions, and they'll come, and they'll come with their doubts of God and all those kind of things. One of the things we've been talking about in our Wednesday evenings together about how persons can twist the Word of God. You want to live your best life. Your best life is, is anchored in this living book, this living book that can speak to your situation and God knows what lies ahead. He knows what's around the corner. He knows the danger, the darkness. He knows what's lurking in the darkness. But he also knows the possibilities that he has. And all I want you to do is trust me. Trust me, God. You trust me. Trust me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see you through. I'm going to walk you through whatever the challenge is because nothing is going to be too difficult. You already have the victory. Walk victoriously because you already have the victory. He's already died on the, on the cross for you. You, get, you understand new life in Christ and I can live my best life. They twist the word, twist the words to mean something different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture. But you understand that if you spend your time twisting the words of Scripture, it will lead ultimately to destruction. I'll say something more about that tomorrow in our 1045 service as we look at this sense of the transitions that we go through. But, but not only do I look at those realities of things that that I face the challenges that have been before us, and, and many of us know that these challenges are real. The third point is keep your focus on the end game. I'm focusing on the end. I'm thanking God for where I am right now, but I'm also focusing on where God is trying to take me. I, I don't want to get discouraged. I don't want to throw in the towel. I don't want to give up. I want to focus on the end game. My focus, my eyes are focused. My eyes are focused. My spirit is focused. You're, keep your focus on the end game. And of course, you realize, you realize that there is a, a spiritual war that's going on. And these end up being the final words of Peter in verse 17 and verse 18. You already know these things, dear friends. So be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. My footing is secure. Your footing is secure as long as your footing is anchored in his word. You're secure. Look at this. It says be on guard. Because I don't want to be carried away by your errors, your mistakes. I don't want to lose what God has already given me. Sometimes we can look at others and not understand how, how blessed we have it. How blessed we are by what God is already doing. Because you, many times when people are telling you, they're not going to tell you the whole truth. We, we have now reality TV that is really not reality. 
I mean, they, they, they getting, you know, you would think that they go to bed looking like that, wake up, I woke up like this. No, you didn't. That's not reality. We know the realities of what persons look like when they go to bed and get up in the morning. Amen. But we also understand how the very fact of God seeing us through any and every, you must grow. This is what it says, verse 18. You must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not I suggest for you to do it, but the scripture says you must grow in the grace. Grace woke me up this morning. Grace started me on. But not only am I growing in God's grace, but I'm also growing, here it is, in his knowledge. My knowledge has grown. So as you mature in the faith, you don't look at challenges the same way you did when you were a babe in Christ. Now that you're more mature, you don't have to lose it when some challenge comes your way. You, are, you understand that I'm growing in the grace of God. Every day I realize his grace. I, every day you deal with a challenge. I realize God's grace. Not only am I growing in grace, but I'm also growing in knowledge. Because once I grow in knowledge, I'm, I, have the, I have the ability now to articulate my faith. See, some things when you're younger, you couldn't explain it. But now as you get a little bit older, you know that was the hand of God. You know that was, that was God who helped you to deal with that. You know that it was God who lifted up your spirit. You know that it was God who opened up a word and deposited it in you. And now you say, here I am. But it's not because of me. But it's because of the power of God. It's my best life. My best life is a life of praise. My best life is a life of peace. My best life is a life knowing I'm not alone. And I know never alone. No matter how low I might go, God can deal with me. No matter what challenges come my way, I thank God that he loves me anyhow, looks past my faults, sees my needs, fights my battles. Thank you, Jesus. My best life. That's why I keep coming back to worship. That's why I keep on lifting up his name, telling a dying world, about a living Savior, my best life, and the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. That's what it is. Every round goes higher. Do I have some folk tonight? I want to go higher. Lift up my hands. Lift up my head. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God that you are the best thing that could have ever happened in my life. Good evening, Highland Park. May the Lord bless you real good. But when I think, hey, of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, my, my, my soul, got to cry out, hallelujah, living your best life is living with Jesus Christ at the center 
of your life. I want you to take the wheel, Jesus. I don't want you to be in the back seat. I want you to be in the front seat. And where you lead me, I will follow. Living your best life. Lord, I thank you for this night of worship. We thank you for what it entails. And now, Holy Spirit, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, in person or online, who wants to get saved, wants to make the best decision of your life, I want to connect with Christ. I want to connect with church. We're praying to God that you would give them the courage to say yes to you. And we thank you even in advance for what you're about to do in this place. We love you, Jesus, because you first loved us. Now, dear God, be with us in this time of invitation. Save the sinner, reclaim the backslide. Somebody who's been searching, I'm already a Christian, but I need a church home. Give them the courage to say yes and do like Shalimar said, make that move. But this time, make that move for Jesus. Lord, we pray now that you would give them the strength, the courage to do just that. And it's the best yes that you could ever share. And I pray this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. The Lord's in this house, and if you want to come, I want to join church, I want to give my life to Christ, step out, step up, step into that which God has designed specifically for you. Our arms are open just for you, and all you've got to do is say yes to the Lord. Come on tonight. He will give you brand new life. Give you brand new life. life young person, young adult, millennial, seasoned oh, saint, whoever you are, come on. Come on. To Christ. To Christ. We offer Christ. To you, 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 and even you. Sing that one more time, Tia. We offer. Oh, we offer Christ to you. To you. To you. Oh, my brother. Thank you, Lord. Yes. We offer. offer Christ to you. To you. Oh, my sister. My God. My God. Over and over again, he'll do it. Life abundantly. Oh, come. Oh, come. Come on. Somebody come on. Come on. To Christ. We're going to remain standing just a moment as I read from as we get ready to gather around the communion table, 
1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26 says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, gave thanks to God for it, then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. While we're already resting on your feet, let's go ahead and share our litany at this time. What we believe and strive for will read congregationally from the screens. Let's read that. Oh God, in your mercy, we come now to affirm the beliefs and objectives. Oh God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. Oh God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. Oh God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. Oh God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. Oh God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. Oh God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. God, grant us power to serve you, we pray. A prayer for all. We give ourselves to you, O God, in praise, in glory, and in honor. Help us to translate your word into life, your teachings into actions. May we find joy in living for you. Mirror our souls in your presence that we may know where we are from whence we have come and the road ahead that we should go. Please accept this day, our Father, the vow we humbly make to serve you now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may go to your seats as our ministers and deacons would position themselves. And of course, if you did not receive a communion cup, 
on your way in. Uh, we'll have time so you can identify yourself so that we can come and serve you. Not a problem if you don't have it. We can come to you and help you in terms of that development. Of course, we know the meaning and the magnitude of communion as we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord. And we're grateful that communion is set aside for the believer. And those persons who need communion cups, just put your hands up. They've got a couple hands over here. All right. pray over these elements, the wafer which represents the body of Christ, the cup which holds that which represents the shed blood, blood shed for each and every one of us. And even during this season of Lent, drawing closer to the celebration to the resurrection, we celebrate the greatness of a great God. If you're online and you have your own elements, we pray over your elements as well. Turn it from that which is common to us. And now that we have a spiritual underpinning, bless now that which represents the body, that which represents the shed blood, both in person and online. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We do know that communion does not save us. And I could be, as a word I heard, I could be an interloper. And I could come and I could share in communion, but my sharing in communion will not gain me entrance into heaven. What gains me entrance into heaven is my relationship with the Lord. So whether you, you would come, in to come to Christ, because it's not denomination that saves us, it's relationship with Jesus. We take now the wafer, the body which was broken for us. Eat now all of it. And after the bread, the cup, which represents the shed blood of our Lord and Savior, drink now all of it. And all the people said, Amen. What a delight. We welcome our newest member officially into our church. Amen. You are in the family. Amen. Thank God. Our other candidate might have slipped out, but again, we certainly welcome you. You are fully a part 
of us. We do want to mention that on Monday morning, we have a funeral here in the uh, Wyatt family. Of course, we know the history of our church. It's been around here. Of course, the daughter of Dr. Wyatt, the sister of, of Trustee Justin and Sister Angela Taylor um, will be funeralizing her on Monday here, right in this spot. So do keep that family in prayer as they'll be coming. Pastor Crawford and the New Vision uh, community will be sharing with us. And I want to thank all of our team that's been working along with them, Dr. Austin and our staff and all who will be helping the Crawford Wyatt family on Monday. What is also good, we just finished, and Chairman Williams announced it today, that we just finished the upgrades to the Lucy Wyatt Garden. And so how, how appropriate we were able to do that in this time so that when the family comes, they'll see that we still are caring for that space as well. Thank you for being a part of Saturday Night Life. And we, we pray for great worship in the morning. And uh, that's right. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to get here an, an hour sooner than normal. Amen. Let's stand as we prepare. Is the bookstore open tonight? No bookstore tonight. Thank you, band. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, ushers, greeters, wellness, ministers, deacons, trustees, missionaries. Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. That's right. All right. Lord, we love you. We adore you and we magnify your name. Even those who are sharing gifts, who turned, tuned in late or came late. Bless now our departure and we pray this prayer victoriously in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great night.